This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Revelry with Will and High Five Tom. What up, High Fivers? It's your boy, High Five Tom. And I've got my good friend here over there in the New Hampshire. Uh, my good friend, Mr. Will, who is fresh from catering. Uh, Mr. Fresh from catering, how are you this evening, my friend? We're, we're still there. We're still in, we're still in catering. I just had some, some nachos. I got my polar, polar seltzer if they want to hit me up. I'm enjoying their naturally calorie-free jalapeno citrus margarita flavor uh, that they put out again last year. Um, it had been a couple years. I'm kind of, I mean, they put it out in like the small cans, 12 ounces. Years ago, it came out in like their, their liter bottles. Oh, jeez. Oh. That's, that's not an alcoholic, obviously, though, right? No. Okay. Not an alcoholic, but no. No alcohol. Okay. Polar does, as far as I know, Polar doesn't do any alcoholic uh, beverages. Just a margarita mix, huh? Yeah, people like it's just. Alcohol. It's supposed to just taste like it's supposed to taste like a margarita. So I guess you know you get lime. I mean, it's it was, what you figure margarita was. It tastes like it tastes like lime. Tastes like orange. Tastes like. Yeah. So it's it's spicy citrus. Fair enough. Fair enough. And it's got a it's got a funky can it says hashtag the fizzy devil nice way more interesting devil than uh the devil that was revealed at world's end well will i think that is a good segue here um obviously usually your uh, your screen names here i know this is just uh, uh, audio medium here now for the for the foreseeable future but uh mr fresh from catering uh Rumor has it. I'd like to think. I'd like to think that I I treat it like Adam Page treated his lower thirds for like the first year in AEW, where it was like they were obviously having fun with it. Where we like say something like "Happy Ye Holidays" or yeah. <laughs> but uh, Will, yeah, I was, okay. I I was a I was a busy man last weekend. We had, we had. We had the the canon episode Ring of Honor Revelry. We had a, a bonus episode of Ring of Honor Revelry, which I was there despite what my internet connection allowed through. I was there. I did watch the match. Yeah. And then I hung out for it was five hours because it started at the top of zero hour, and then went through the whole show. But I was with. Shining Wizards family, Mike Peterson, has his new show called In Catering with Mike Peterson. I don't think it's going to be just wrestling, but I know he is planning on doing something for the Rumble and maybe some other sporting or movie, whatever have yous. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. The replay is available on YouTube. It was myself, obviously Mike Peterson, since it's his show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark orders Asian Joe, and her uh, Twitter is at Momo C. Jones. Uh, she was very cool. She's a friend of Mike's from the, the New England area, and uh, it was a great time. I, it was a great time because I was talking to them. World's End, it's kind of a C, I, I'd say it's like a C minus show. If you didn't see World's End, you really didn't miss anything. Oh, C minus, huh? C minus. It was. 
there's a lot of like the eight man match there where it was like Jericho and like Takeshita and like we talked through the whole match. I kind of forgot it was going on until it was over. It's like, oh shit, this match is done. Yeah, what a what a shit show that is, and then the, the 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 dramatic reveal at the end, which was. And I saw somebody on Twitter say like, "Oh, well, if you look at this clip back when like they first won like the Ring of Honor tag titles, it shows Cole's little locker area and he's got the devil mask." I'm like, "Yeah, you can look at it as they're rewarding people who pay attention, but at the same time, it's like, it's the most obvious answer, right? I mean, it's it's the guy who wanted." to be the top dog and you know he's like oh but your best friends with the top dog so what are you gonna do and now they're the undisputed kingdom tony khan is literally slamming his action figures together yeah they could have just called it the kingdom since he owns ring of honor yeah i mean i have they gone and you got You've got Matt Taven. I mean, you've got the OGK in the group. I mean, that's it's called the Kingdom. Yeah. That that would get over big time. You have that legacy to pull from, and then maybe you you could filter in like a Vinny or a, a Dutch if you needed to, and. And maybe I'll be wrong, and, and they'll pay this off because I'm assuming. And it's it's and it's too long, right? It's those are too long words. That's too many syllables. It's not like you know four horsemen, right? It's like the three syllables: Legion of Doom, three syllable. Undisputed Kingdom. It's like five syllables. It's too much. Bob. What are you gonna call it? The UK? No, that doesn't work either. None of them are British. Next. Yeah, and like I said, it seems like they shoehorn Wardlow into that. You know, I and it's like you said, it's so fucking tired. Um, you know, but so maybe they'll pay it off with Wardlow, you know, turn around Adam Cole for the title, maybe they'll run that back. You know. I mean, I hope they do something because I mean Wardlow was on the way up and then his supposed to be like climactic feud with MJF really kinda didn't do anything for him. No. So, but Tom, what is new with you? Um, yeah, uh, got a little busy week. Listen, yeah, you know, obviously we recorded two episodes last week. Uh, got some additional here material. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the putovers. Uh, but I had a, a great time on Saturday uh, over at the Berwyn Eagles Club in Berwyn, Illinois, uh, for AAW's Windy City Classic. Uh, it is usually one of my favorite shows of the year, uh, not just for AAW, but in general. And uh, Will and I were joking in pre-production. Um, I had worn one of my favorite wrestlers' T-shirts for three shows in a row, maybe thinking he would show up. This time, I wore my Shining Wizards Be a Mark T-shirt. Very glad I did. Uh, I was all over the live stream, so I got some some pub for the, for the Shining Wizards. But finally, Will, after 15 months, after separating his shoulder and losing the title, the gunslinger, my boy, Matt Fitchett, the boy with no bitch in his blood is back to take on Davey Vega, his former tag team partner. A story 12 no, years in the making. No bitch in his blood, huh? Yep, that's uh, that's that's his comment, not mine. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, I had Trent on uh, the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup to talk about that. I did a, a little results breakdown uh, of my own, and I'm not sure if we're doing a full review show. Uh, but yeah, it was just a lot of fun. You know, it's just one of the, you know, it's those shows are like you said, it's always funner when you see it live with, with your. Well, like you said, you know, on, on the podcast, watching with friends is always better. Wrestling to me is communal. Like if I didn't have people to talk to with it about, I probably wouldn't keep up with it at all. Yeah, it's because uh, there's there, there's not enough really pulling me in, but like. I'm invited over to watch a pay-per-view with some people, I'll, I'm I'm like I get excited for it. If it's like, hey, we're gonna watch something, it's like, all right, let's do it. But if you're like, well, you're just gonna get the pay-per-view, we're like, nah, probably not. Yeah, it's um, I mean, shit. Tony Khan gave us final battle this year through Honor Club, something that we complained about since day one, basically. 
And I still didn't watch it. And I'm not going to watch it until probably 10 years from now when we decide we're going to actually cover all this stuff. And... I don't know. I, th- I think we're kind of set on our heart. I don't know. We'll see. We'll cross that bridge in eight years when we come to it. So we'll we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Yeah. So Wrestle Kingdom is tonight, correct? Um, is it tonight or is it technically tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning is what I mean. Yeah. It's January fourth. Because I'm I'm trying to remember how it actually like. So January fourth. So for, yeah. The shout to both I mean, Bob and his brother Elaine are both in the building. That's very cool. Um. Yeah. Other than that, um, I will. I didn't even ask you pre-production. I'm a dick. How was your New Year's, by the way? I was in bed by I think ten o'clock. I did make it to midnight. Um, I've got I've got no reason to make it to stay up that late. Well, I stay up to midnight usually, anyways. So I, I was in bed before nine last night. Wow. I slept in a little. I slept for like four hours during the day, and then I was in bed early. I needed it. I was I was tired, and you know, I've gone through a lot of changes, Tom. It's been three days since I've had a Mountain Dew, okay, or yep. any kind of soda. Nice. Good start. Yeah, it's a start. Okay. Yeah. I know it'll be better for me in the long run, but I'm I'm, I'm irritable right now. Well, you don't you don't seem irritable to me, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm about, this is about as irritable as I get as uh, the alpha, you know, the the alpha male that I am. <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, but uh, the, yeah, the, the Mark Order wants you to believe that I am. Um. Yeah, I mean, Faith had some friends over. Uh, we played some Nintendo. God damn! What was the name of that thing? Jackbox. The, 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 the Jackbox. Yeah, dude, that was a fucking blast, man. That murder trivia was fucking great. I've uh, I've got to get one. I've heard a lot of great things about the Jackbox games that I've never played. Yeah, it's just like you listen to the games and like you can just tell. The people that made the games were just having a fucking blast, you know, like recording this shit. So it was it was a good time. I felt bad. Listen, one was a math question, and I just kind of I kind of dominated that one. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. So definitely, yeah, it was, it was nice. And listen, yeah, uh, you know, Faith also. I mean, she's been working a shit ton lately. So yeah, I meet at the twelve. Um, and like I said, I think I brought up I. Uh, I am on the final book of the Dark Tower series. I did start reading this, uh, preparing for the season uh, season with the stand back in June of 2021. So, um, yeah. But other than that, Will, um, I did get a second copy of the variant, so I'll be able to stash one away and read one. Uh, but my guy Steve over at Collector's Edge here on Burley Avenue here, or Bur- Burley Street here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, I picked this up, and Will, I didn't actually realize this is what it was until I actually brought it over. But uh, you got you got one of the ones that makes the noise when you open it up. I didn't realize it until I, I just looked at it. He <laughs> talked me in a box. We talked about it, so this is the first one. I'm like, oh, I'll grab one. You know, so I mean, Steve's taking very good care of me. So I, I will probably be uh, one of those guys with a with a box, you know, where they just fill it up for you every month. You know, I I still I have to go tomorrow, or I've got to put a dent in that that box that I've got. There's probably more stuff that came in today. Yeah, um, but yeah, listen, I uh, yeah, so this is I'm opening this as we speak. Oh, did you hear that at all? No, unfortunately, it didn't come through. But I, I highly encourage people to to look it up because it's it's very cool. It's the first time the um, Jim Lee said it's the first time ever that a comic book has had like a sound chip cover in the history of comic books, which is kind of wild to think about. Yeah. That yes. nobody's thought, nobody's said, like, let's do a soundbite 
or a sound chip cover. Yeah, and Godzilla just fucking fits. So yeah, it's Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. You know, so this is uh, the first one. I do have uh, the Daniel Warren Johnson one um, on pre-order, the number six. So, but I I'm probably gonna end up buying the whole goddamn series. I imagine so. Yeah, next. So not not a uh, not a Daniel Warren Johnson written adventure, but I've I am I do have a a non-comic book. It's in my my queue to order up, but. I did pick up a copy. I forgot about this, and then Amazon recommended it to me. It's called The Ghost Fleet, and this is The Ghost Fleet, the whole goddamn thing, because it's the collected, but the, if you can see the subtitle, I'll just say the whole goddamn thing. Um, so this is written by Donnie Cates, who is probably most uh, popular for his work on Venom, I believe, if I'm not mixing these people up. And the art is by Daniel Warren Johnson. That's cool. So I'm pretty excited. Pretty in my walker at work, I've got the first volume of That Texas Blood, which is shaping up to be very cool. Okay. Well, there's I, just a lot. I just there's so out, many. After two years, the wheels are a lot easier if I don't have a background. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this whole day, the whole goddamn thing—that's pretty awesome, man. And uh, in the queue, I brought this up on air before. Uh, my friend Josh Olson has recommended. I mean, and I trust it. You know, he's he's recommended Raw Dog, the book about hot dogs. So I mean, he hasn't steered me wrong yet. Yeah. But he a while ago, when it came out, recommended a book called Ringmaster, Vince McMahon and the Unmaking of America by Abraham Reason. And my friend, um, I brought him up on the show, my internet friend, obviously. I don't actually know this this guy, but his name's Mike Chin, and he's been in like the the the, the working stiff and the three-way dance, and he's got his own books. Um and because I haven't read this book, I never got to read the acknowledgments but in the acknowledgments and research notes for ringmaster is a piece that mike had wrote for the sportster nice so it's very cool my my much more talented friends doing big things yeah josh olson future guest here on some podcast here on this network <laughs> i hope so <laughs> yeah, just got to look ahead and pick an event that doesn't suck or something. Yeah, well, we just well, I mean, we just haven't talked. I mean, comic books, you know. I mean, you know, you know, we don't All just right. do wrestling podcasts. Will I mean? I mean, jo Josh is a librarian, so that's cool. So yeah, I don't know if I told you my favorite librarians are tiring in March. So I don't know. It's like, oh, and they're hiring too. It's like, oh. Interesting. I'd like to think I'd be a good librarian. Yeah, it'd be fun because because you figure my whole job is pretty much just is suggesting things to people that they want, either giving them what they already want or suggesting what I think they might like. Yeah, and, you know, it might be fun to be able to recommend like an album or a book. Yeah, instead of just ham and turkey. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, listen, I mean, anytime, listen, I mean, we don't have to have, you know, Josh Olson on this show. We can have one of the other ones, you know, so. Yeah, we got to have Josh on. got to get Kate, Kate TG, Kate the Great. Yeah. She said, she's, she called us cowards. I'm not scared. I'm right here. It's like Ant Money. He wants to talk shit. I'm right here. Where's he? At Dynamite? <laughs> yeah. So, um. Yeah, and Will, we do have to get another recording in here of a of a movie here sometime here this month. So think about that. We'll talk about that off air unless you want to air our, our I don't want to say dirty laundry, but our laundry is. Are we finally? Are we actually going to finally record this episode about the mist? Okay, and not just keep talking and, and just keep talking about how we're going to do know, an episode dude. about the know. mist. Means I got to rewatch it. It's good. 
Did the DVD I sent you, does it have the black and white version? I'd have to look. Okay. I know I know. I, kept... I, would, I would assume it does since that was kind of like their original idea. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I, cause I bought two copies and I think I, I think the one I have might be a little fancier than the one I sent you, but you know. Um, yeah, we should really hammer that out here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so whenever you're ready. Um, yeah, but I mean, in, um, I'll try and track down. Yeah, I'll hit up Peterson for that YouTube link and make sure that's in the show notes. Um, I might be joining for the Royal Rumble episode. So I will be out of town at a friend's house. So hopefully my buddy Andy will be in for that. So that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but Will, we've got some questions of dishonor coming up this, uh, this week. We got a lot. Which is a good thing because TV was a real humdinger. Yeah, you know. Oh, we so probably do a 2013 retrospective one of these days too. <laughs> I just want to try to address these in order in which they came in. So, I believe this one from SJ comes first. Uh, if you could go back in time and watch any ROH match live and in person, which match would it be and why? From any year and any time. Both of mine are at final battle. Shit, there's so many. Um, all right, I got three to come off the top of my head. I'm going to be Mr. Smirky McSmart Pants here. Uh, first is um, our first ever Ring of Honor Revelry watch along uh, to be in the bu building for Kobayashi and Samoa Joe would rule all the ass. Um, my second one, keeping in with the Ring of Honor Revelry timeline, uh, would definitely be uh, <laughs> the replay of Match of the Year for 2013. Uh, but to be in the building for Steen and Generico and Ladder War would be awesome. I mean, that was... That's, just... uh, that, that'd be my pick, would be... This, really, any of like the pivotal Steen-Generico matches. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously Ladder War. Or, honestly, if, to be able to go back in time, I had a bunch of friends. I don't remember what the show was called. But it was like the New Japan Ring of Honor joint shows. Okay. Um, they came to Lowell, and I had a bunch of friends that went, and I didn't go. And the shows were amazing. But I think I have them on DVD now from a box of wizardry. Oh, no kidding. That's cool. Um, will we be covering those shows? Is that um, between now and then? Yeah. Okay. Sweet, so we get to rewatch yeah. that. Yeah, this is like SCU Young Bucks and like another team in like a triple threat ladder match. Like nice. So this is towards the end. This is this is a couple years before uh, the AW. Okay. Elite shenanigans. Well, Will, it's ironic that you mentioned the Young Bucks and SCU or SCU. Uh, because the other match I'd like to watch, which is still, I think, my favorite all-time Ring of Honor match, I got to watch it in real time. Because uh, I had Honor Club back in 2018, Will, when uh, your pay-per-views were included with your subscription. Whoa. Uh, but it was. Listen, it is now, and we didn't watch Final Battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if this match had been on there, I would have. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, speaking of Ladder War, it was SCU. Uh, versus the Young Bucks versus the Briscoes, uh, the main event of Final Battle 2018. Uh, still probably my favorite Ring of Honor match of all time. Uh, shit, we should probably do a watch along of that one of these days, um, just for shits and grins. Because um, it was really, it was literally, it was the Young Bucks and SCU farewell the Ring of Honor. You know, we all knew they were leaving and everything. That match fucking ruled. I mean, those guys, those guys went out on their fucking sword. And the Briscoes just showed why they were the fucking Briscoes. So I think I think that was the moment that really I had been a Briscoes fan since I pretty much started watching Ring of Honor in January seventeen. But I think that was the moment where like okay, I'm all in with these fucking cocksuckers. So 
um, yeah, I definitely kind of bullguarded that uh, that question there, Will. What? Uh, it, it's all right. It's funny you talking about how like they were both on their way out and they both put on a banger of a match. And my mind just goes to when Lesnar and Goldberg were both on the outs, and now everybody's like shit all over it. <laughs> they put in such a half-assed effort. The crowd hated it. They hated it. Yeah. No, I mean, some people are professionals and some people are Bill Gold. Actually, it sounds like Bill Goldberg is actually a pretty decent human being. Like, people seem to like him, but I'm not. You know, Bret Hart doesn't like him, so. You know, I keep hearing different fucking versions of that. Like, I read some articles where fucking Bret Hart lauds him, and then I fucking, you know, I, I see articles where, you know, they hate each other. Because I always wondered... You remember that moment, you know, because obviously, you know, Goldberg's, you know, super kicked him, gave him a concussion, knocked him out of wrestling. And then a couple of weeks later that he speared Bret Hart, but Bret Hart, they had that steel plate in. I always wondered if that was a work or not. Do you remember that? Nope. I, I knew about the the super kick. I didn't know about the, the spear and having like a, a steel plate. Oh, dude, it was fucking great. Like, yeah, he... Goldberg spears him, just hits the fucking mat, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Bret Hart just stands up and pulls out like a fucking like a. Oh, uh, um, see, that, that's just that's used your head right there. Yeah, um, if you ever get a chance to find, it, I definitely recommend that. So, um, obviously, we all know that I'm a I'm a Bret Hart mark, and hopefully, got some uh, Bret Hart content coming up here in the new future. But uh, awesome, was that the only one we got from SJ this week? Then I shouldn't say only. That's but... a- that's, that's the only question from SJ. Then we got two from our buddy at UTT Rob. Okay. And just real quick, obviously, you want to shout out SJ. Uh, you know, obviously, thanks for all the support. Um, you know, hopefully, we get some more SJ content here uh, out in the universe, but uh, we shall see. But, um, and then speaking right. of shout outs, oh. we, we should have SJ back on. Yeah, I, I would love to if she, I mean if she's willing, you know, we'll uh, maybe we can get her out of podcast retirement. Uh, but we shall see. But um, I do want to shout out ETT Rob. They were they're still working on their uh, their Big Daddy uh, Giant Haystacks match from Wembley and uh, Wembley. <laughs> Millions of people, lots of people, mil- eighteen million people. Um, but that's too many people. Him and Dan Griffin had this funny segment. Uh, I, I don't know how they found it. They like found a newspaper from the date the match happened that they were going over. And uh, they inter- interviewed this guy that was uh, he was like a parking attendant, but he's famous because he he uh, famously uh, he he claims to have uh, both knocked out uh, Big Daddy and also Idi Amin. I don't know if you're familiar with your African dictators or not, but have you ever seen the nope. have you ever seen and or heard of the movie The uh, Last King of Scotland? No, Whitaker. Okay. Yeah, Idi Amin was a very, very uh, naughty dictator in Uganda. Uh, killed hundreds of thousands of people. You know. Um, yeah, great movie though. Forrest Whitaker is is Idi Amin. It's one of my favorites. So, um, yeah. Unfortunately, I probably know more about Idi Amin than, I, than I'm supposed to. But I just thought that was funny. But uh, yeah, I got a couple questions from Rob. All right. So this first one I got here. Following the discussion on episode 104, I was at an ROH show in Doncaster a few years ago where no one went to the Punishment Martinez meet and greet. So the question of Dishonor is, which members of, he said, the Ring of Honor 2016 roster, Punishment Martinez, go to their meet and greet? Wait. Okay. So basically, we're just picking out which which meet and greet members of that roster we'd like to. Um, I don't know. We might we might need some clarification from from UTT Rock for this one. Okay. No, if I was proactive, I would have you know commented on the post and like, hey, can we? I, I I'm not totally getting what you're getting what you're asking here. Yeah, I saw that too. But damn, that's so funny. Where nobody wanted to go meet Punishment Martinez. Now people want to meet Punishment Martinez. They do. They do. Yeah, that was uh Yeah, it was like that my first Ring of Honor show. Like I, I like I just walked up to Jay Lethal. 
and Marty Scurll. I was like, what the fuck? Um, 2016. Oh, jeez, who's even on the fucking roster? I don't know. We're not there yet. <laughs> I mean, obviously the Briscoes. But I'm going to say 2016 Ring of Honor. I'm going to want to meet War, War Machine. Which members of the ROH 2016 roster, Punishment Martinez, go to their meet and greet? Would Punishment Martinez be going to their meet and greet? I mean, Punishment Martinez is going to want to meet more. more everyone's going to want to meet War Machine. How could you not? Um, I mean, obviously, Adam Cole's on the roster at time. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Roddy, Davey Edwards, or uh, Eddie Edwards is probably back by then. Yeah, I guess they're War Machine. Well, Rob, if we didn't answer your question correctly, we just hit us up. Don't let us know. And we can do an addendum next week because, well, it's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want, so. Whatever we want, we can we can sing copyrighted material. We can use whatever sounds we want. Yeah, this is America. Um, do you have anybody from the 2016 roster that you would like to do a meet and greet with? I don't know. Meet and greets make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it is kind of. I'm not. I'm not good at going up and talking to people. Like I said, when I was talking about being at the concert, the band Horrendous was standing right behind me. I could have just turned around and said, hey, sup, fellas? That was a hell of an album you guys put out. Do you like my Daniel Warren Johnson shirt? Because I bought your guys' Daniel Warren Johnson shirt. That's really cool. I might have to buy a Horrendous Daniel Warren Johnson t-shirt. Yeah, listen, I remember when I met Bret Hart. I was my first if, you, uh, if you get the... Uh, the vinyl on red it comes with the art that's on the shirt but as like a print that's and I almost I almost bought a second copy of the album for the print just like I almost bought a French edition of Do a Powerbomb because it'd be a black and white and in hardcover wow. that's <laughs> but it would be six it'd be sixty dollars after shipping it is what it is was that horrendous album coming with a uh, digital download? If you depends on where you buy, like if you buy it through like a Bandcamp. Yeah. Yes, because your your Bandcamp account would give you a digital copy, and then you would get the well, physical in the mail. Okay. And I think theirs came with. I think a lot of the season of the mist stuff does come with a code, like in the hard copy. Oh, they're on Seasons of the Mist? Yes. Oh, Joss used to put them over huge. This latest one was the last, or no, this one, the newest one, and the one before that idol were. And then the other ones came out through uh, Dark Descent, Unspeakable X. Yeah, because they used to be a big sponsor of the, the Josta podcast. And I always have to pull the trigger on it, but then I, I spaced it, so. Season of the Mist. Lots, lots of great bands on that, on that label. Lots yeah. of good stuff. Yeah. Are you impressed I even knew what that was? No, you're, you're pretty music savvy. You're in the know. I have my moments, so. Um, but what was uh, Mr. UTT Rob's second question? Following... Scooby Doo chat on episode 105. If ROH 2013 was an episode of Scooby Doo, who would be the villain that would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids? What would they be disguised as? You know, like Jimmy Jacobs, Steve Carino, Trickman Marquis, those are way too, too easy to answer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go outside the box here, Will. Okay. And this just came to me. I'm gonna go Kevin Kelly. Because Kevin wow. Kelly. Wow. 
Because Kevin Kelly is like the epitome of like goodness. I mean, he's the ultimate babyface in Ring of Honor right now. Um, and Kevin Kelly would definitely. I, I've been listening to a lot of horror podcasts. So I keep going to like, is he wearing a screen mask? Is he wearing a Michael Myers mask? Is he wearing a hockey mask? I'm going to put, so yep, I got it. Kevin Kelly, uh, and this is a shout out to our good friends over the Shining Wizards podcast. Uh, their guest this week, uh, Mr. O.T., Mr. Ortiz. Uh, great interview, getting a lot of pub. Uh, but as they spoke about, uh, when uh, Proud and Powerful, uh, Sam, or Sam Ortiz made their debut in AEW, uh, they were dressed up in their dead president masks. So I'm going to go Kevin Kelly. Rocking a dead president's mask. I'm going Mark Briscoe. Oh, shit. As some kind of monster chicken. Because <laughs> I know you said you wanted to, like... I mean, Scooby-Doo was never really a head scratcher, right? I mean, it was pretty... Like, you kind of watching, oh, it's this guy. This is the guy who, who did it. Yeah. So, I'm going to say Mark Briscoe. Some kind of big, scary chicken costume. Well, got away with two. I feel meddling kid that now. And is uh, would uh, would Mark have to? He'd have to really disguise his fucking voice. Again, Scooby Doo's not much of a head scratcher, so. Yeah, um, and it'd be cool if Jay's the one that bought, like helped the meddling kids to bust his brother. So. All right, yeah. So, and uh, I say, let's yeah. If someone, if someone could do a mock up here of uh, you know, uh, the Briscoes and Scooby Doo, uh, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, just to make sure I didn't smoke this her second half for dinner. So, uh, but yeah, make sure you're following UTT Rob on the Twitter machine. Uh, they are still doing their tank facts. Um, like I said they are they're working their they're kind of closing shop on uh. You know they're they're working their way towards Membley and they're going to do some first and last coming up. So um, always a great listen. Um, I really enjoy. Like I said, it was uh, the parking attendant bit this week was awesome. You know, and I enjoy uh, the gimmick where they they go through the employment but, or uh, the employment page. But I think I need to start watching down and actually watching the matches with the guys. Because I'm always walking when I'm when listening to podcasts. So, uh, but Will, we've got uh, one last question, Dishonor. Damn, Will, that sounds fresh. The goddamn thing played right away and when before we started recording, and I needed to actually play, and it's like, play, play, play. Come on. You know, someday maybe Will will get a soundboard, you know, and we'll be super fancy fans. But... Maybe. Um, Brundon wants to know what we want from 2014 Ring of Honor. My, my goal of less Road Rage episodes... Is already failing, so I'll have to pick something else. Yeah, but uh, obviously his answer is, so for 2014 Ring of Honor, I want a healthy Gia Briscoe, a better tag team division with stories as stories arise of Hangman and Silas and some more Japan involvement. Um, way to go, Brandon, to take most of my fucking answers. Um, I mean, right, what else, what else, what other, what other answers is there? I mean... I hope the women of honor started up. So I don't think they started twenty. Yeah, actually, do they start twenty four? I thought it was 50. no. So um, we still have to book our our women of honor tournament. So maybe we'll we'll get that rocking here one of these days. Um, yeah, I mean, Brent pretty much hit all the fucking heights. But the one thing, I mean, obviously the tag division is, but I'm really hoping um, we get to see obviously the aforementioned young bucks. Start showing up. Um, I don't know when the pretty boy killers are going to show up, uh, but I'm really looking forward to the top prospect. Him? Uh, the top prospect tournament. Uh, unfortunately, Will and I both know the finals of said tournament, uh, so we're going to do our best not to spoil it. No promises, but uh, just be forewarned, it's going to be fucking awesome. Um, it's going to rule a lot of ass, and if uh, you've been listening to this whole episode, 
he kind of gave you a little bit of a hint there. Um, yeah, but it's really the, the tag team really division really needs to step up. And it'll be interesting to see if they give Chomp a run with this, you know, with this TV title. Um, yeah, I, I'd say my thing is I want to see better use of talent. Because I, and, and what I mean by that is, is I feel like Ring of Honor has been like, they have like a driving story or maybe two. And it's like everybody else is just kind of like floating around having matches. Yeah. Like, you know, we cite the tag team division because they were supposed to be like the big highlight of like That's the second. back half of last year where it's supposed to be like, oh, we're going to put more of an emphasis on the tag division. And it's like, it didn't really feel like we got that at all. So I would like to say, I guess just more going on, like a more, a more productive use of talent. How about that? Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got, I mean, it's, it's still a pretty small roster, but give us more matches. I mean, obviously we've, we've beat to death and we'll beat it to death again tonight. You know, obviously the replaying of, of pay-per-view matches. I mean, I get why you're doing it, you know, and like I said, like, you know, for our boys, you know, UTT Rob, Dan Griffin, you know, Mad Attack and everyone in the UK, they, they couldn't get the pay-per-view. So, okay, I get that, but yeah, just give me more fucking matches. Yeah, give us those dark matches. You know, so I mean, yeah, we've got they've got a TV taping coming up here. Actually, um, as we record, actually as TV dropped in 2014. Um, yes. You know, so hopefully, um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, and once again, Will and I beat the be yeah, the, the tag team division. Um, I'm assuming the bravados are probably done. I'd imagine the adrenaline rush probably isn't long for this world yet. Um, probably, but I know we've got two tag teams coming this year. You know, hopefully we get the Young Bucks. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. You know, hopefully they do something with with this Champa TV title. You know, I mean, he that'd be nice. You know, I mean, Taven had that for a long time, but it didn't really feel like a whole lot happened. I don't know. I mean, I mean I he had he, matches, but like it didn't. It, it it felt pretty stagnant. Like there wasn't really a lot of like there was character growth, but again, they could have shown more like the character growth like against the Truth Martini and like does Matt Taven want to get away from kind of the more shenanigans? Does he want to kind of stand more zone, or does he want to lean into the shenanigans more? Like it's stuff that they could have played around with, but just kind of like. Here's Matt Taven. Here's a bunch of women around the ring. Truth Martini's wearing, we're pretty sure he's wearing clothes. Maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if there's more Japanese involvement because this is really when, I mean, you know, Bullet Club is just starting in Japan. You know, I think they, you know, they're about a year in, so it'd be kind of cool if some of the, the Bullet Club guys came over. Um, you know, New Japan has definitely really kind of hit a rebirth here. Because um, I know Shinsuke had a, definitely had a handful of matches in Ring of Honor. Um, yes. I yeah. saw a match. Again, I couldn't tell you exactly when it was, but Roderick Strong, Shinsuke Nakamura. Very good. Yeah, so... Yeah, Brendan, we really can't answer your question because you pretty much answered it for yourself. I mean, dickhead. I'm just kidding, Brendan. Obviously, we love you, so. And we did Brendan's question to Sonner a little bit earlier this time, so he doesn't have to listen all the way through, so. Um, but, yeah, um, obviously, thank you to everybody. You know, tell all your friends. You know, get those questions of Dishonor. You know, I'm looking over at the Good Cop, Bad Cop crew. Um, I mean, I have sent, submitted a fan cop, you know, for 128 weeks in a row, you know, so get some uh, get some interaction here. So and hopefully get some more from Freeds and hopefully we get some more action for some uh, podcasting from Freeds. And um, yeah, hopefully, the, you know, the catering with uh, Mike Peterson or in, uh, in catering. So 
get that crew over there. But, uh, Will, we got some TV to go over. But before I mean, we do, but like 20 minutes ago, they announced that uh, at Heart to Kill, you're going to get Josh Alexander against Alexander Hammerstone. Really? Oh. Oh. I've seen that match in AEW. Oh, here we go. I've seen that match in AEW. I mean, I'm a, I'm a smarky McSmart fan, so... Well, I mean, well, you do you, you do wear a shirt that says, be a mark. I do. I do, and I wear it proudly, so... Um, but before I we... mean, I, I, I cling desperately to the fact that I saw Chris Statlander and Tasha Steeles wrestle at a, in a gym, so... Ah, dude, I mean, that's, that's fucking rad. I mean, that's what wrestling's all about, so... Uh, but before we go over this spectacular uh, episode of Rainwater TV... Uh, I just want to put in here a quick plug for all of our brethren uh, and sistering of over at Visionaries Global Media. Obviously, you know, banned from ringside, Zach, Bill, and uh, JCB. Uh, JCB, former guest on this very show. Um, you know, still killing it, bringing out the, the weekly content. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, Big Dick, Brett, and uh, Bull. Obviously, the Brain Buster Boys are on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, but JCB and Brett have been putting out a lot of uh, Phoenix Splash podcast uh, content. And with... Uh, with the pending Kota Bushi discussion, whether or not he's done or not, um, and also obviously the Wrestle Kingdom, a lot of Japanese wrestling to talk about. Uh, obviously, Chad Diesel, the godfathers of this, debut uh, from the top of the goalpost, uh, Matt Ryan and uh, Graham over at Good Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, we got Chris Talks Games. Um, Will, am I missing anything over there at the Visionaries Global Media? Did, did you mention the new one? Oh, I forgot to mention. I actually didn't remember this. So, obviously, the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup by yours truly. Uh, great weekend, the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. Uh, had some uh, AAW results, as uh, Will just give me some shit, but I had a great conversation uh, with my good friend, as we are official sponsors for We Love Wrestling Volume 2, uh, my good friend Tommy Trainwreck. And uh, also, uh, like Will alluded to, there is uh, some additional Midwestern Wrestling Roundup content, um, starting what's called... Uh, Wrestling 414 Conversations. Uh, so if you want to hear more about that, make sure you tune on in. Uh, but make sure you join and also enjoy all those great shows on Visionaries Global Media and all these shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. Maybe one of these days, Will and I will even have our own commercial for this. Uh, but yeah, enjoy all these great shows and we'll see everybody after the break. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps.
Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. And uh, we are back. Um, and like I said, uh, we're on break, so make sure you're enjoying all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, but Will and I, we are going to go deep, deep, deep into Ring of Honor TV episode 120. And by deep, deep, I mean not really at all. Um, you know, like we've alluded to uh, a little bit earlier, you know, this is basically another Road Rage issue um, um, episode, you know, just uh, from... Uh, Final battle, uh, but only two matches this time. Um, the first one being, I thought it was kind of an ironic one. It kind of violent to be putting on TV, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, it was Silas Young versus Mark Briscoe. And if you happen to miss our uh, our initial preview of Final Battle that I did with uh, with Aunt Money and the Mill and I read it uh, last week um, in a strap match, you know, and uh, Mark had this strap specially made. Um, and it turns out this is the first strap match in Ring of Honor history. Uh, but, you know, and I will just say real, real quick, I did rewatch this um, at double speed and regular speed. But, God damn, Will, this match was really fucking brutal. Yeah, when I was jumping around and I saw the bit where, like, he was, um, I think it was Mark slamming Silas's head into, like, the barricade on the outside. It's like, I don't remember that. Yeah, um, that is, it, it's kind of turned out, like I said, you'd watch these, and maybe, you know, I'll, I'll complain a little bit less, because you rewatch these on TV, and you haven't been watching the whole pay-per-view, so you're not fucking tired, you're not bitter, you're not pissed off, so you sit back and watch a little bit in this. I mean, obviously, we, we praised this match initially, but yeah, there's a couple spots. I mean, fucking Nigel and Kevin Kelly on the call were hilarious. Um, I really like that spot where Mark, like, stepped over the strap. And Silas pulled it up and fucking flipped Mark over. Um, you know, there's the one time when Silas just took a powder so Mark couldn't, you know, touch all the ropes. It was a, it was a fun match. And like I said, it was really kind of, that's like Kevin Kelly and, and Nigel really shined here. Um, once again, you know, Will, I, I, you'd think Mark would have gone over here. Um, I still think that's kind of weird, but um, yeah, we no, shall. We're, 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 we're setting up your boy, Silas Young. Yeah. Um, Silas had a pretty solid 2013, I think. My it's uh, we won't say they're strapping the rocket to him, nah, but, uh, but they'll strap a Mark Briscoe to him. Get it? <laughs> uh, 
maybe you got two hot dogs in a handshake. Yeah. Um, yeah, and maybe next week we'll kind of go over uh, who we think the, our breakout stars for 2014 are going to be. Um, but I, I do want, and I, you know, we try not to talk about current day wrestling, and I try not to shit on AEW, but. You know, they're doing this whole, you know, this whole Continental Classic thing and Mark not getting any wins because he's never been a singles wrestler before, but Mark had a singles match here. He's had several in the past, you know, with, with Jay Chase and the title, and I have a feeling Mark's going to have future, you know, singles matches, so it's not like he's just alone and all that, but um, we'll do a really quick promo of uh, the Eddie Edwards' last match of Ring of Honor. I thought that was really well done, Will. Because they left something to be desired, so they didn't spoil the ending. You know, so if you, you, this is your first time listening, uh, we're not going to spoil it for you either, but definitely check that out. And then once again, for the 14th time, we just review Adam's poll, title, run to the title. Um, and I, I, I missed this the first time, though, somehow. Uh, but I do like how Jay says that piece of metal that uh, Adam Cole is carrying around is uh, eat shit. So, um you know, and I do really want to quickly say this all to him. Mark, you are a national treasure. Jay, uh, we are coming up on the one-year anniversary, so uh, Jay, we still miss you, buddy. So, um, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, then, yeah, like Will said, or, uh, well, actually, Will said not on recording. Uh, luckily, they did give us the main events, so maybe, hopefully they're not going to give us all the final battle, and we'll actually get some fresh matches uh, going in next week. Yes, because they have tapings. The day that this episode of TV dropped. Yeah, so hopefully, 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 hopefully. Um, you know, and like I said, uh, you know, nothing too new. I watched the match. It was a lot of fun. Um, I really liked, you know, Adam Cole being smart, letting Jay and, and Elgin beat the piss out of each other. Um, I really like the spot where Jay's on the outside and Elgin's got the delayed suplex on Cole and he's just revving the crowd up. thought that was pretty cool. Um Michael Elgin's really strong. Um, he is very strong. Yeah, I uh, got a bunch of notes here, but you know, go back. In, you know, I hate to be this guy, but go back and listen to our our initial review. But uh, listen to Tom and uh, Ant Money from the Mark Order. Go over all your final battle, twenty thirteen. Uh, go back and watch it yourself, even. Yeah. Um, you know, and in the end, obviously, you know. Uh, Jay's going to get a J-Driller, but uh, Elgin kicks out, uh, which kind of irks me. You know, she kicked out of the J-Driller. Uh, Matt Hardy interferes, um, you know, but uh, Adam Cole gets a sneak win. And then uh, Matt Hardy and Adam Cole are beating people up. And then, uh, as Will had alluded to on the Twitter machine, Chris Hero shows up. So kind of alluding, I'm not a hero. Kind of alluding back to, to Brundon's question for 2014. Um, it'll be interesting to see. What Chris Hero does in Ring of Honor, because um, I know he's back in NXT by 2016, so maybe he'll have a little bit of a run here. Um, you know, it's good to see a spelled Chris Hero. Uh, everyone I've talked to, or everyone that I know that's that knows Chris Hero or has met Chris Hero, says he's the nicest guy. So, um, yeah, Adam Cole retains here, and then I say about this match, though, um, you know, when I watched it the first time, was I know. Who Adam Cole loses the belt to, I just don't know when. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't necessarily sure who was going to win this match. I kind of spoiled uh, that here. Um, yeah, I mean, I just – I understand why they do these recaps. I just wish they would give us a little bit – you know, give us, you know, an inside ring of honor. You know, like a five-minute something or something else. An inside ring of honor. We haven't seen one of those in ages. Ten months. I mean – yeah, I mean, we we talked shit about it, you know, in the first part of the podcast, but. Like, I would have been down even if they gave us, like, a little bit of something, something about, like, the Eddie Edwards match. Like, it's Eddie Edwards' last match. Why isn't Davey Richards his partner? Is Davey Richards gone, too? Or are we going to see Davey Richards a little bit in 2014? You know, I mean, it's like. That was kind of a big question mark for me coming out of the pay-per-view. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Eddie Edwards' last match. It's like, whoa, you guys haven't built up to this at all. <laughs> you know, and, and obviously we, we beat it to death. I mean, their last TV taping was in November. 
you know, so hopefully, you know. Maybe yeah. that's what maybe that's what we should have hoped we should hope for a more healthy recording schedule. Yeah, I mean, just more just more matches in general. Because actually, and honestly, all all bullshit aside, will I mean, I should probably we should probably talk about this off air. But our next pay per view is not till the end of January. So this this these TV tapings we're not going to see beforehand. So, hell yeah. I mean, it was it was a fun rewatch, and like I said, especially the strap match. I missed a lot in, in the first watch, so rewatching that was kind of good. Um, you know, and I, you know, we, we've, we've talked about it, but just give us, like, you know, something a little bit more, like Bill said. You know, but you shall see. Um, but, Will, I mean, I know we always ask this question, but uh, if you just happen to stumble onto this TV episode, would you go back and order Final Battle and or keep watching Ring of Honor? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Like I said, they did they did do the whole like kind of flash pause, you know, thing for Eddie Edwards. So they did leave that. Because I mean the, the thing for me is like if I had no prior knowledge of Ring of Honor, what I want to see more, probably because I especially at the time this was airing, I still really like wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Not to say I don't like wrestling now. But I like wrestling in a very different way now than I did at that time. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of hit or miss. I mean, it is what it is. You know, maybe it's going to change going into 2014. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy to think. You know, like we talked about last week, Lisa, we've got a got a whole new uh, whole new bar here. Like, it's new episodes and everything, so... We've been staring at this graphic for this thing, you know, for a whole year. So, yeah, I knew one will. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, just kind of a short review of TV, just because this is a Ring of Honor Revelry. So, uh, we're very appreciative to obviously all the questions of Dishonor. But, uh, Will, before we pull this train into the real station, uh, do you have anything you'd like to add to all the high for all the high fibers? No, thanks. Thanks for listening. Thank you to VGM and Shining Wizards Network. Thank you to our wives. Thank you to Tom for pressing the buttons, doing all the legwork. Do you like that I leave the one with the countdown in there? Like I always hit the right record and say one in the background. I always kind of do that on purpose. You know, it's it's part of your shtick. It is. I have lots of shticks. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, so. Sticks and stones, eh? Yeah. Uh, but next Will, uh, next week, Will and I will kind of do a, a little recap here of 2013. Uh, maybe we will do our picks for uh, who we think is going to be the breakout star of 2014. Uh, I think my two breakout stars are not on this pay-per-view, uh, but we have seen them in 2013. And I'm sure, Will, you know who I'm referring to. I mean, is it? I mean, let's just kind of—is it because we know who's in the top prospect tournament? We know what the finals is. Is it is it low hanging fruit to to pick the 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 people we know are going to be in a prominent, highlighted position? Maybe, maybe you know we'll we'll discuss that. Let you know we'll we'll leave. But a- I mean, it goes to show they get they may get highlighted from this tournament, but do they actually have like? A strong year overall. Yeah, I know. I guess we're. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. So I mean, it worked for Matt Taven, you know. So Matt Taven was highly featured, and you know, today yeah. he's a decent run this year, and he was in the finals. So, I mean, now we've got. I mean, Brendan brought up Adam Page, and I know Adam Page gets involved with the decade. It's just when during this year does that start crossing paths. This is around the time I started dabbling, so there's stuff that I remember. I just don't remember when and where it all necessarily pieces together. Yeah, a lot of the, some of the stuff I'm aware of going on this time is obviously you know all the retrospectives when Jay passed away, so I kind of know that stuff. But you know, I'm looking forward to seeing one of my favorite promos from Silas Young. I'm looking forward. to you looking forward to this? So. I think 2014 is going to be on an upswing for sure. I'm pretty excited. I hope so. 
2013, I think, was a little better than 2012. Really? A little better. We didn't have to sit through... I guess you just got to decide what's worse. Wrestling's greatest tag team and the Briscoes for eight months or Scum for eight months. Yeah, I got to go with uh, the first one. Yeah. I mean, that first one did, did give us the great bit where Mark runs into the ring and all the hockey get up. And it also did one of our running uh, gimmicks here on this show, uh, all of our $5,000 ideas. So, and I, I'm, I'm $5,000. Yeah, Will, if you know any artists or anybody listening wants to do us a mock up of the Briscoes hanging out with the Scooby Doo crew, um, let's make it happen. We'll get it on stickers. We'll put it on t shirts. Um, yeah, it'll be dope. So, yeah. All right, Will. Well, I think we're going to pull this train in the station. Uh, but I appreciate you, my friend. It's always good seeing you. And uh, you sound great, by the way. This is a good job on all the new recording equipment. So, um, yeah, Stokey had another podcast appearance. Uh, so I might also be jumping on the, the Royal Rumble one if Mr. Peterson will have me. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.